Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Well, not exactly. <laughs> it is Chris Elio filling in for Sean Carey, filling in temporarily for the great Steve Jones. Good afternoon. Hope you're having a great May Day. It's a May Day out there as the weather, there's some uh, tumultuous weather out there right now, so be careful. Uh, we keep getting the uh, weather updates here in the uh, studio, in the WKOK studios. Uh, we're waiting for Steve to join us here on the uh, inside the Sunbury Motors studio. And a uh, few bit of information from me before uh, I go on and maybe uh, bring up a topic that we might start the day with, but uh, happy uh, post-Memorial Day. Hope uh, everybody had a great day, and weather was perfect yesterday, and hope everybody had some uh, good barbecue, hot dogs, and and uh, burgers, and chicken, and whatnot, and whatever you eat, and if you're a vegetarian, good potato salad, or whatever. Uh, if you want to call in and tell us what your menu was yesterday, or what you want to talk about in sports, there's a thousand things to talk about right now, uh, you can call us at 1-800-795-9565. This is, of course, is... The Steve Jones Show. I am not Steve Jones, obviously. Uh, you can tweet us at Steve Jones PSU. Uh, we are, are, of course, in the Sunbury Motors studio. The show is brought to you, as always, by the Sunbury Motor Corporation. And with it being Memorial Day uh, in the baseball season, this is usually the first real true benchmark of the baseball season. Most people will look at Memorial Day. Usually you'll hear it, you know, if you're if you're a fan of a cruddy team or uh, or if you're a fan of a team that's out to a fast start where that was unexpected, like the Seattle Mariners, for example, you would say, eh, Let's wait until Memorial Day and see where we're at. Well, we're at Memorial Day, and the Seattle Mariners are the perfect example because they jumped out to a 13-2 start, and they are promptly in last place. Six games behind the wild card and 12 and a half games behind the Houston Astros. So that's the perfect example of what we're talking about when we're talking about Memorial Day being the first true benchmark. Now, there's a lot of other teams, and we're going to focus on our local team here, the, the team that we... Uh, that it's either the Pirates in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia Phillies, which is on our station here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, and Phillies are in a good spot. They're uh, they're nine games above 500. They're a game and a half up on the Atlanta Braves, uh, five games up on my Mets, which are uh, just punishing me all season long. But the one thing, the one take that I could uh, that I would take away from this first portion of the season, the first 50 or so games, is that in the NL East specifically with Miami being completely out of it already, and I, I think the Nationals are out of it, but their story kind of tells the story of the rest of the division as well. Whoever gets their bullpen figured out first is going to win this division. That's what it comes down to, especially at the top. I mean, I don't really know if the Mets are good enough. I want to hope that they are because I'm a Mets fan, so I really, really want to hope that 
they are good enough to be a bullpen guy or or two away and maybe hope that their starting pitching figures it out. Like, I, I don't believe what I'm seeing from DeGrom. I don't believe what I'm seeing from Noah Syndergaard. But I'm not really sure. But the Phillies and the Braves, I think they're the, the real deal in this division. And I think they're going down to the wire. And whichever one of those two teams gets the best pitching, especially out of the bullpen will go on to win that division. And the other might take the wild card. I mean, the only team that's really running away in the National League right now, which looks head and shoulders above everybody else, would be the L.A. Dodgers. What do you think, Mr. Jones? Well, the Phillies are a fun team to watch. I'll say that. They are a fun team to watch. Uh, the Dodgers played the Mets yesterday. It's supposed to be DeGrom and, and Kershaw. It's supposed to be a great pitcher's duel. You know, on paper, it turned out it wasn't. Uh, but the... Dodgers have played very well to this point. It look, this has been um it's been unfortunately one of those weekends where there was a lot of tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh so I was gonna I'll, wait for I'll, you to bring that up. Yeah, no, I'll 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 take care of these one by one here. Now let's start with something that's not tragic. We'll start with something that's not tragic, but it'll be local. And that is the men's lacrosse team. Uh, I talk all the time about the ability to play with the lead. That, you know, it's just so much better and psychologically so much easier to play with the lead. And Penn State has been a team that has been outscoring teams, and I mean outscoring them all season long, which means they spend a lot of time during the course of the season playing with the lead. I had a couple of people come up to me uh, afterward and say, should they change the face-off rule uh, and just have it be alternating possessions? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, it's part of the game. I said, look, and Penn State benefited from that all season. Jerry Jerry was great at it all year. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was 63% this year. Why are they... 63%. Well, I mean, is there so, a safety issue? Or why Why do they want to change these sports all the time unless there's a safety well, issue? No, well, no, no. They, I mean, the reason people brought it up... The reason people brought it up is because Penn State was not winning face-offs. <laughs> right. I mean, well, that's, you know, and that's... So they ask. I mean, because obviously, you know... Look, for some people, like, this may be... The second or third lacrosse game they've ever watched. Right. right. Okay. So I understand that. I'm just saying it was brought up to me. And I thought, okay. And Penn State has almost everybody in this team back. Jeff Tambroni has done, along with his staff, an outstanding job to get them to this point. Where Penn State, Missy Doherty's already had a couple of Final Fours on the women's side. I talked to Missy for a bit on Thursday. And the, and believe me, she's working to get back. She says, I'm bored this time of the year. Um, the, what Jeff has done, and it's taken him a process to get there, but he finally got that missing piece in Grant Amet, the guy that can really trigger everything, sees the whole field knows where all the chess pieces are, makes the right move, the right play, finds the right person. You know, he was really the missing piece in all this. Remember, Grant couldn't play a year ago. He was out. That's why he's a redshirt junior and not a senior. And the 
Final Four next year is in Philadelphia. Now, you're not guaranteed anything, but I think after you get a taste of something like this, there's also a determination of, like, we're going to get back there and we're going we're to make it right. And again, Yale jumped them. They were up 10-2. to two. After it was 10-2, to two, Penn State outscored them. But again, you're fighting uphill the entire time. It is difficult to fight uphill. Okay, finally, you get within three goals. You've climbed back in. You're within three. But the second you then give up one, now you're back four again, and you've taken a step down the mountain. That's the problem with trying to fight from behind like that. That's why I was laughing. at. I mean, I was almost laughing out loud at the IndyCar at the Indianapolis 500 on on Sunday, Alexander Rossi and what the Pagano, Pagano's in front, in front, in front, right? Oh, you know they're really worried about fuel economy. Worry about, and I'm sitting back going, "Are you people nuts? You're worried about fuel economy? Or he's got enough to get to the end? Really, really, right? Guess what? You get to the lead and you stay in the lead." Mm-hmm. All right, because guess what? It's an Indianapolis 500. What happens in Indianapolis 500s? Up, yellow flags come out. Yep. And guess what? You have enough fuel to get to the end. It happens all the time. It's the Indy 500. Just like the Coca-Cola 600. There are accidents. It's a gamble, but it, you know it, it, that's it, how you win. Okay, get to the front and stay there. Absolutely. Oh, they're they're mad at him because he won't say no. I'd be I'd tell I'd be telling him right. You should go as hard as you can, as far as you can. I said because guess what? This race is going to slow down at some point. No, it's just like in the NHL when they talk about the dreaded three goal lead. Oh, now they're up three. That's a problem because you know teams relax or whatever. No, stop it. Just score another goal then. <laughs> Excuse stop. me. So in other words, you'd rather be up uh, three to two instead of five to two. Right, what, exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> are you insane? Like, let's just stay I, in two. That's a nice, safe place got, to be. I mean, all this strategic mumbo jumbo about right. Guess what? I've watched this race a million times in my life. There are accidents. Yep. There are blown engines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's all sorts of things that happen. And it's only happened a few times that someone runs out of gas to lose a race. Exactly. It's only happened like like a rare amount exactly. of times. Exactly. You play with the lead. I thought you were I thought you were about to drop a Herm Edwards on me. <laughs> no, you play with the lead. All right? Because guess what? It is much easier to okay, be in front than have to fight from behind. Mm-hmm. Although I got, I have to say this: the uh, Alexander Rossi was normally a mild-mannered guy. I guess he's, you know, he won the 100th Indy 500, and he had a he had a stop where they had trouble with fuel, so it took 23 seconds. Oh, he's angry, and he's driving angry. Oh, he's driving. Look at him drive angry. I'm thinking to myself, road rage is a problem all over America. You're promoting that it's good that he's driving angry in the Indianapolis 500 at 225 miles an hour? I mean, who's, who does these things? Right, right. <laughs> who somebody, comes up with this thought process? Somebody definitely got fired that day. <laughs> no, it's just, I'm, the, by the way, the ratings were the highest in three years. Wow, that's good. I wonder why that is. 
Alexander Rossi won it with almost no fuel. He's a very calm guy. They kept talking. <laughs> hey, sorry. They kept saying he was racing angry all day. Captain Road Rage out there. Way to go. Let's go on Interstate 80. We're going to drive the way Rossi does. <laughs> Great. That's how I drive to Florida. That's how. Uh... Oh my goodness! Once you hit that seventy-five mile an hour uh, mark in uh, in uh, North Carolina, that's they, it. They they kept talking about he's he's driving angry. I'm thinking to myself, this is not what you want to promote. <laughs> Rating ratings, by the way, the highest for the Indy Five Hundred in the last three years. So that I mean, so the switch over to NBC was was good. Although my criticism of them would be, you know, first of all, the stats there are over four hundred passes out there. Okay, um, to 95% of the fans out there, nobody cares if you're passing for 10th. Right, right. Okay, okay. up front. And t- now, the last, let, let's be honest, the last 20 laps after the red flag, I thought was really great racing to watch. It was great racing. Okay? The first 180 laps were about as dull as dull gets. Oh, it's most races. I mean, that's just reality. Right. Because all the passing was, all the passing was passing for twentieth, passing for eighth, passing for sixth. Right. Nobody was passing for one. Okay. All the passing for one happened in the pits. Well, Pagano has to come in. Somebody's got to be in front. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> then eventually that dude pits and Pagano's back in front. Okay. <laughs> I think. I, you know, I mean, that's where people want to see the passing. They want to see the passing in the front. Okay? Did you just see what what they did? He passed, right? Graham Rahal passed for 14. You're kidding me. Like, unless he, he jumps he, over him. I don't, right, I don't want to see right. it. It's like, there are over 400 passes. Okay, no offense. I mean, I know they're going for points here. I always love these point things sure. to try and get people more interested. It means nothing. Well, some people like the, watch it. I mean, like, but like the FedEx Cup points, right? You get. I'm watching the Golf Channel this morning. You get 500 FedEx points for winning the Memorial. Nobody cares, right? Okay, the right. players care, but the fans are. Hey, did you just see? You know, he not only won the Memorial, he got 500 FedEx Cup points. That never comes up in conversation. Right. <laughs> so, so I mean, I know these race teams have points and things like that, but the only thing they care about is Pagano won it. I literally, know, right? I literally know no one that follows the FedEx points. Like, like no. I know a ton of people who watch golf. And even they don't care. Like it's it's no. so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, there's certain tournaments you care about. You care about the Masters, the, the U.S. Open, the PGA, of course, the Open Championship. You probably watch the players, the Memorial Tournament Maybe. this weekend. It's got a, a feel to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not but a golf guy a, at all, so I'll watch the majors only just because. All right. Now this weekend, Indy cars in Detroit. There are people in Detroit that don't even know they're there. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Hey, by the way, quick note to NASCAR. Okay, stop with all this multiple. We're going to go 80 laps and stop, go 80 laps and stop. What the heck? We just get in the car and race 600 miles, will you? Crime. Just go. That sounds like being traffic. Uh, Just go. <laughs> I know they're trying to come up with ways to make it more interesting or whatever. Guess what? It's not. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Unfortunately, we've got to deal with tragedy here. Um, I, I think a lot of people, and I understand why, 
I think uh, thought I knew Rob Ramblett, the Auburn play-by-play guy. I did not. Uh, our paths have not crossed. Uh, the only time they would have would have been in the Capital One Bowl. And I think Rob was doing pregame, halftime, postgame. But Jim Fife was their play-by-play guy. And so I dealt with Jim, and Jim was a legend at Auburn. And Jim, it turned out that was the last Auburn football game he announced because he had a stroke four and a half months later, and then Rob took over after that. So Penn State never crossed paths with Auburn in anything along the way. You know, the next time was going to be in you know two years from now when Penn State plays Auburn here at Beaver Stadium. Uh, and I was looking forward very much to meeting him because Rob had a great, great career. He was killed in that car crash with his wife Saturday night. I guess they were hit from behind by a 16-year-old driver. Yeah, it was a 16-year-old who's yeah. obviously not named because he's 16. He or sure. Uh, right. But, yeah, there's, that's all the information. There's no information right. on inebriation or anything like that. Look, he called the national championship. He called the Final Four. He uh, was a was and is a beloved figure in Alabama. He did something that is really special. He replaced a legend and then became a legend himself. And he is remembered with tremendous fondness on the plains and throughout the state of Alabama. He loved Auburn. Loved it. You can just hear it in his voice, and we'll hear something from him a little bit later in the show. But it was awful to hear. But no, I did not know him. I may have met him at the Capital One Bowl, but obviously Jim was the guy I was dealing with. When you know, you do that little exchange of information before the game. The two play-by-play guys will get together and we'll talk. And so he was the one I would have dealt with. I may have met him, but you know, but don't recall it for obvious reasons. Um, Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner is, um, if I were to give somebody the trivia question, who had more hits in their career, Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams, or Bill Buckner? Bill Buckner actually would have been the answer. Well, yeah. He, would... he, had, a, he had a great major league career, sure 22 did. years. A lot of it with the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Red Sox. But, of course, the only thing anybody remembers is the ground ball in the 10th inning of Game 6. It wasn't the, It did not win the World Series for the Mets. Nope. Okay. As a Met fan, I know that to be right. true. And if he fielded it, it, the game would have gone to the 11th inning. Yep. Okay. The Red Sox came out and had a okay. huge lead in Game 7, too. So. Yes. Well, with his 102 RBIs in 1986, the Red Sox aren't even in the World Series unless they have Bill Buckner. Yep. It is, a shame, it is a shame that there are some people that harbor such hatred toward one person because on a public stage they made a mistake they can't forgive. That's the part about sports I don't like. You know, and there are hecklers when he was a hitting instructor in in the minor leagues that finally drove him out of the game. Who are you people? I mean, seriously. In 2008, the Red Sox had him throw out the opening pitch of the season. He got a four-minute standing ovation, and he wept. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guy's 
force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. All right. Great to have you with us on the show today. The uh, We're talking about Bill Buckner uh, passing away. He's only 69. And uh, Yeah, he had a he, battle with brain cancer, was it? Yeah, form, it, form, it caused a form of dementia for him, which is awful. Um, look, any any athlete that plays hard gives it everything they have. It's not it's not that they're uh, should never be immune to criticism. It's okay. Hey, right. uh, I'm but sorry. Say, but go ahead. Can I just uh, interrupt for one second? We do have a tornado warning here in Northumberland County, so I just wanted to kind of put that out ah. there for anybody out there listening who's driving around or um, yeah. or uh, just listening at home or whatever, batting down the hatches, yeah. some it's serious storms. This is different than a watch. A watch means the conditions are ripe for the possibility. A warning means that one has been spotted. Right. So just be aware of that. Uh, sp- you know, they've, they've named specifically Sunbury, Shemokin, uh, so just be aware of have, that. Have they said where they suspected his touchdown? Oh, hold on. I'm well, getting information yeah. as we speak. That's, that's okay. That's fine. We just want to make sure that we're right about this and we're accurate with it because it's this is too important, especially after what happened in Ohio yesterday. Uh, but Okay, there's a warning out for Snyder County as well until 4 o'clock. Okay. A tornado warning until four o'clock in Snyder County. Okay. All right. So that's that's the weather update. So okay. Well, All right. That's that's important. Let's try and prevent again, more tragedy. <laughs> exactly right. Um, so we'll continue on talking about sports, but anytime that we have an update, we will pass it along to you ASAP. And as listeners out there. If there is something weather-wise happening that you feel we need to know ASAP, do not hesitate to call us, okay? Because you can be our eyes out there, which will help us get the story out quickly to other people. Mm-hmm. The uh, But with Buckner, this is what I, I – and I, this is not a topic I have not touched on before. I have touched on this topic before. I've touched on it for a couple of years because we have talked about – on the show, you try to stay ahead of what's going on. Uh, it's something as simple as rule changes in basketball. I was talking about that back in January, right? And it turned out some of the things we talked about came to fruition. That's simple. But there's been more complicated issues we've talked about. We've talked about 
uh, for example, um, uh, boy, three years ago, talking about DraftKings and FanDuel, for example. Uh, and we did a lot on that. And now you, you saw the legislatures reacting to that, you know, after we'd laid the groundwork. So now we try to do things that don't surprise people. Well, with gambling, we've talked a lot about that, about states getting into gambling. And we mentioned three, four years ago that the Supreme Court may open the door for gambling. And finally, when the case came to fruition, the Supreme Court, I think it was about a year ago this time, opened the door for for sportsbook, with New Jersey leading the way. New Jersey approved it, got it going right away. Next part was Delaware, of course, said yeah. West Virginia said yes. Eventually, Pennsylvania said yes. There are other states. New Mexico now has it. Mississippi has it. And I think within the next three to four years, I wouldn't be surprised as many as 25 to 30 states have it. Now let's relate it back to Bill Buckner. You're like, how does that relate to Bill Buckner? It's one thing for somebody like, say, Chris goes out and Chris puts down the nominal wager on said sporting event. Sounds like something Chris would do. Right? But but in other words, and it doesn't go well, you lose the 50. You're not happy. But you're not over the edge angry about it. You're like, "Ah, I shouldn't have done that. Right? Why did I make that pick? Oh, they blew that game up. It's the person that's going to put down $5,000. $10,000. Whatever the number, you know, some bigger number along the way, and a and a play happens where the ball goes between the fielder's legs at first base, and the winning run scores, and you had it pegged the other way, and you lost. Well, there's going to be a bitterness and an anger that I think is going to be a little bit different because of the fact that it became personal. "Quote: He lost you money." And I worry about that. I mean, is it going to be a fact of life going forward? Yeah. But I get concerned about the anger that some people are going to have if they're making bigger wagers that are not panning out because somebody didn't play the perfect game. And that's how I relate it back to Buckner. Um, He endured a lot of anger over the course of his lifetime. Now... The Red Sox won the World Series in four. And then they won it again in seven. When they won it in seven, opening day of the next season is always a celebration day. Players get their rings, you know, big introduction. And the Red Sox in 2008, after they won the World Series in 2007, asked Buckner to throw out the ceremonial first pitch, and he said yes. So they had him in the left field wall. Comes out of the door in the left field wall, standing ovation as he goes to the mound. Dwight Evans, who was on the 1986 team with him, they put him behind the plate to catch the ceremonial first pitch. Throws the ceremonial first pitch, and then the Red Sox fans gave him a four-minute standing ovation. When Dwight Evans went out to the mound to give him the ball, he said, what do you think of that? And all of a sudden he looked at Buckner. Buckner was weeping. It meant that much to him. But it took 22 years. Now, the Red Sox did bring him back, by the way, in 1990. And he played, I don't know, like 
25, 30 games for them that year, and then finally just the, the body finally said no, he couldn't go any further. Uh, and, you know, and he got ovations back then, too, because I think some people realize, hey, look, you know. But at that point, 1986, the Red Sox hadn't won in 68 years. So now, you know, and not only that, but Boston was a city in 1986 where, yes, the Celtics won. Okay, the Celtics won. The Patriots in 1986 had never won anything. But they had going to the Super Bowl that year. You know what I'm saying, though, but they at that point had never won anything. Like the Patriots had never won anything up till 1986. Right, right, okay? all right. The Bruins had not won since '72, so it'd been you know they'd gone 14 years without winning. Okay, the Red Sox hadn't won in 68 years. Now it's like you know, now all they do in Boston is playing parades. Well, that's that's not the way it was in the '80s. The Celtics were successful. Nobody else was ultra successful. That probably had something to do with the bitterness or whatever at that time. But I do worry about, like, you can do whatever you want with your money. It's your money. You want to go to the track and you want to put, you know, a few hundred down on a horse? Go ahead. You want to you want to go to Sportsbook and you want to bet on the Phillies games? Like, go ahead. It's your money. I don't care. Okay? The only thing I, I ever say about gambling is I have always... And this goes back, I've done my class now for, what, 16 years, 15, 16 years? And I've talked about this in every single class I do bring up the topic. Because I looked, believe me, you don't think over the years I haven't seen guys in the press box with their, with their sheets? I've seen that. I've always told the, the students in my class, I don't care what you want to do when it comes to gambling. It's your money. I said, with one exception, don't put money down in the game you're covering because and I said and my reasoning is simple if the game doesn't go well and you've lost money your approach to what you either say on the air or what you write if you happen to be a sports writer there's a possibility that your personal feelings are going to get involved because they cost you personally oh absolutely now let's flip now let's flip it to the other side. What if they win and you win? You sound like a homer. <laughs> right? Now your praise for what happened might be a bit more euphoric than it should be and doesn't give the fan a realistic viewpoint of the pros and cons of what we just watched. Because again, you won, you feel great. Right? They didn't just win, you won. I said I said so I don't care if you want to if you want to bet on Nebraska, Iowa. That's up to you. I don't care. I said, but if you're covering, you know, say let's just pick a pick a school. Say you instead of saying Penn State, you're covering North Carolina. All right, don't bet on any North Carolina games. I said, just don't be. That way, you can at least approach it with some semblance of professionalism, and you don't have a personal stake in it. Right, and that's what that's the only thing I've ever told him about that. And I just worry about, as time goes, that when people make larger wagers, it's not going to look. The person that loses their $25 on whatever is like, they're going to be, oh, I lost my winner. But they're not going to be like, you cost me 25 bucks. And they're going to say, really? <laughs> Here, you want a loan? <laughs> uh, Bart Starr will talk more about in the next half hour with Neil Kulong. 
Howard Moore is the assistant basketball coach at Wisconsin. There was a driver that was driving on the wrong side of the highway and hit the Moore vehicle head on. Howard Moore has been, I, I, I think Howard Moore went back to Bo Ryan. I think he's been there that long. And then Greg Gard kept him, and he's really been a great assistant for him. He lost his wife and his daughter in the accident. He and his son survived. I guess Howard Moore was walking today, which was a great sign. But how awful. How awful. Can't begin to put into words how awful that happens to be. Uh, All right. We'll talk more about Bart Starr next half hour. Uh, When we come back, by the way, we're down now to, let's see, we are down to 33 hours before Lamar Stevens has to make up his mind. You have to do it by 11.59 tomorrow night. We'll talk about that in a moment, plus other news here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Yes, and it's still standing. <laughs> well, our our staff, our, actually, our staff has been told to take shelter. Um, so, Chris, seriously, if you have to take shelter, take shelter, because obviously I can stay on the air here. I've been told. You know? I've been told it, it kind of it, it kind of did a head fake. <laughs> Okay. I've been told we're safe for the time being. Um, I heard the craziest hum I think I've ever heard in my life, and it was like prolonged. It was very strange. I, I don't know what's happening because I have no windows in this studio. So right. uh, I'm just taking it from the word of other people outside. And uh, the suit told me it's safe. So would you trust him? <laughs> Run! <laughs> <laughs> he told me that, I'd be in the basement. All right, so... <laughs> Everything's safe. All right, we're going. Um, <laughs> nah, he's taking care of us here, so he's doing all right. All right. We appreciate uh, him greatly. So, again, <laughs> but for for anybody out there, look, if you need to take take shelter, do yeah. it ASAP. It's crazy. So the, there is there is a warning. Uh, Shemokin, Sunbury, Northumberland County, Snyder County, uh, it's it, it's – it's getting crazy out there, and it's traveling, and it's it's go it's all over the place. Because I've heard like homing for an hour, and now all of a sudden it's here. Mm-hmm. So it's right. It, it's ugly. No, it and again, if you're told to find shelter, find shelter. Don't mess around. They say, well, no, uh, there's no well. Right. Uh, you need to uh, heed any warning. Because the the unpredictability of a tornado is unbelievable. How it can it can steamroll like an area, Mm -hmm. and then you'll say, "Well, why wasn't that house touched? Mm -hmm. And why are these? You know, and it's 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 unbelievable how unpredictable they are. So if you're told that you're in a spot that needs to take shelter, do it. All right, okay." Property can be replaced. People cannot. Simple as that. PSA from SJ. <laughs> SJS. I mean, I mean seriously. I mean, it's, <laughs> and I can see here on the radar what they're talking about. There's a cell 
that is just south of Bloomsburg. And that's the cell I think that they're talking about, is that one coming through. And it, it's moving from uh, from the northwest to the southeast. And the one in Lycoming County, there's one headed uh, toward Williamsport right now. That's a heavy rain cell. Uh, so I've looked, you know, I've looked at it, and what I'm seeing is that it looks like the heavy area that you're talking about, that Milton and Lewisburg right now have been getting heavy, heavy storms, but the cell that's the scary one is the one that uh, is headed toward 15 and toward Sunbury, and that's what you're talking about. Yeah. that That's where the heaviest one's coming in. Wow. It's a biggie. Crazy. Um, Weather. Weather, man. It's that time of year. Yeah, I remember Memorial Day, like 1985, 86. There's a series of tornadoes that hit up in Elk County. And I remember driving through there a year later, and you could see the path of destruction through the woods up there. It was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. Because you know, I, was, I, was, I was driving to New York State. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you are told to find shelter, don't mess around. Find shelter. Okay? If you, if you need to get your pets in, get your pets in. You know, obviously, uh, above all, you know, your kids, whatever. It, this is... Heed the warnings. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a tornado warning. This is not a watch. We already had a tornado watch in place for many counties in central Pennsylvania, including here in Center County. But when it's a warning, that means one has been spotted and is active. Um, Ohio had 52 tornadoes yesterday. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, there's a red cell right on Sunbury, like right now. <laughs> I'm yep. looking at this e- map, and it's e- ugly. Ex- exactly. Yikes. Exactly, and that's uh. you know, it, this is 11 straight days with tornadoes in this country. Mm. Uh, and again, if you are told to seek shelter, hey, don't dilly dally. Go. Hey, that you've got you've got to you've got to find a spot as quickly as possible. Basements preferable, um, and I mean you've already heard the noises. So. Oh, it's it was the longest the, the the longest thunder rumble I think I've ever heard in my life. And then there was a hum. It was I don't know if that's the wind or what. I couldn't see. All I know is I heard it, and it's while we were talking, and I was just looking mm-hmm. around, going, "Am I?" I thought it was feedback. That's what I thought. I thought we were having some sort of weird feedback with the headphones or something, and it turned out like. Uh, Kevin came in and said, "No, I've heard that noise before." <laughs> it was right. No, it I was mean, tornado it, connected. Well, so they can, they can sound like a freight train. Yeah. Now there's another there, there's another cell right now that would be heading maybe more toward Jersey Shore. Now Williamsport will get hit with a heavy thunderstorm, well, but yeah, Jersey, Williamsport, yeah, yeah, but Jersey Shore, if you're just based on what the radar is showing is another spot that you need to take a long, hard look at and at least think ahead here a little bit because that's where the path of that one is. But this one here, you're right. It's headed right over Sunbury. Oh, it's right on it now. Like, it's right there. I'm looking at it. Boom. Uh, right there. I mean, well, it get stretches up out into Shemokin and uh, Just get up, out of, get up out of your chair and walk across to the newsroom. We've got time here. And take a look outside and see. All right. Just, just take, a, take a look and see. I mean, it's it, it raining or anything like that. I mean, you have the ability to do that. I can certainly 
hold down the fort here while we do this. Now, the next half hour, we will talk with Neil Kulong uh, and get his imp- uh, thoughts on the passing of Bart Starr. All right, so I'm going to tell you right now, it's an ominous mixture of sunshine, which is weird, and a very, oh. very dark cloud. <laughs> it's it's right. and it's windy, and there's some there's some is rain coming r- down, but yeah, some rain. Yeah, okay. but there is some sun out there too, so it's very, very odd. <laughs> it's very unsettling. Yeah. All right, all right. So we're going to take a break for the news here at the top of the hour. We have a tornado warning in effect. Uh, and right now the warning would be right there, for, especially for the Sunbury area. All right? If you are told to seek shelter, do it. Don't even question it. And we will keep you up to date on everything going on in our area. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.